y'all i honestly did not think we would be back here but there is a part three change is sometimes hard but one fact remains the same it's always inevitable whether you're ready for it or not nonetheless change is necessary if one wants to make oh i'm so sorry <laughs> i know i'm supposed to be doing this announcement but you know um if you've ever seen um was vampire brooklyn evil is necessary because if you get your little bit of <laughs> i'm so man that part when eddie murphy is outside acting as the past gold comedic gold so sorry let's get back to this um changes is necessary if one wants to move forward in life nicobe knows this and so does august however when new troubles begin hard decisions have to be made and the couple faces challenges that threaten to destroy their new foundation when love proves to be more complicated than they could have ever imagined hopefully they can withstand the time hello my beautiful people and welcome back to my podcast and as you can see we are here for part three of banging my billionaire boss and i i just didn't think that we needed a part three and when i read it we did not need a part three but i'm not going yes i am i'm knocking it i'm so sorry and i love this author i love her um or i'm holding well I am. I'm holding on to nostalgia to the one book I told y'all I read about in my childhood. I still haven't found the name of it. still haven't found the book. But where it ended in part two, that literally could have been it. Because this story was, you know, uh, what is that, YouTube? Kenny JD, like how she does bad movies in a beat and how she feels about 365 days because I don't think I watched the second and third installment of that movie series, but I have watched her videos on YouTube and how it's just like somehow we keep doing this. And that's how I felt about the third part of this book. Okay. So let's get into it. So as soon as they have their like running into each other's arms i got my man i got my daughter all is right with the world and you think like they're going off to live happily ever after as soon as they get back to his penthouse both of their their sets of parents is there waiting for them and so we have the kobe and august arguing with her daddy while uh august's mama is cussing out august's daddy because he's like um august mom her name is ruby so ruby is like you know i'm here because i didn't want there to be a fight oh excuse me a fight between you and your father so i'm here to you know just be the middleman and his name is senior senior is like if that's why you came well you could have stayed at home because ain't nobody gonna stop me from getting to him if i want to get to him and so then she start cussing him out because she's like i don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to but it ain't me so you better calm your nerves so they off in one corner uh having that out and then um jacob who is nicobe's daddy comes 
you know, like he trying to get in her face, but August puts her behind him. Like, you know, no, we're not doing that. Um, because anything you have to say to her, you can say it without having to get close to her. And if you think I'ma let you put hands on my woman, then we got a real fucking problem here. And Jacob, you know, he's so full of himself and just believe everybody should bow down to him. And he's like, you know, if I want to talk to my daughter or however I choose to communicate with my daughter, ain't shit you can do about it. August like, okay, try it. <laughs> Basically, it's like, I ain't, I ain't even finna argue with you. Just, just try it. But Nicole comes from behind his back. Like, you know, I got this. Thank you for standing up for me. And her and her daddy going back and forth. And because he feels like she shouldn't be talking, because, of course, no back talk from your child, he raise, raises his hand as if he's going to slap her. And, of course, it's like August is right there. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? August grabbed his hand midair like, you ain't going to hit no woman in this house. Um and punches that nigga, and he falls down to the ground. And after all the awful shit, her daddy just stood there and said to her, because he got his ass put on the ground, he gonna say, this is the type of man you want, and this is who you want around your daughter? Absolutely. He's ten times better than you. And she's talking about some, yeah, that's my man. I'm gonna stand beside him. I said, I love when I see TikTok references, like in books and stuff like that. It just makes me laugh. Like, yes, we've all seen the same thing. <laughs> um, and so then finally, Nicole's mama, Nicoya, get a backbone out of nowhere and is like, I want a divorce. And Jacob, like, man, I let me get you away from your daughter because you seem to only speak up when you're around her. As soon as it's me and you again, you know, I'll get you right back in place. And it's comfortable enough to say this out loud. So it's like, this is how you know it ain't no joke and it's been going on for a while. And I was like, that's fucked up because ain't no way you should feel comfortable to say that out loud. Like, as soon as I get you away from her because she don't put this battery in your bag, you'll go, basically go back to being my little puppy. So I'm like, damn. So they leave. And then it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I thought everything was going to be cool. Whoop -de -whoop, whatever. So I think it's like, the is it the next day or the same? No, it's the next day. So August and Nicole are in the car on their way somewhere when she gets a phone call from her mama. And her mama is like, I'm at the, you know, she at the penthouse trying to gain access upstairs, but they won't let her. Like, you know, they're saying no. And she's like, you know, Jacob, your daddy threatened to kill me because I actually want to leave him. And, you know, he had me locked up in the house. No, I was going to say, I think it's like two or three days later, actually. She's like, you know, he's had me locked up in the house and I couldn't get out and I finally got out and I'm running from him and I don't want him to get to me, basically. So, she turns to August, like, you know, call whoever you need to call at the penthouse and tell them to let my mama up. And, you know, we got to go back. We got to turn around. So, he on the phone with somebody. <laughs> and they like, uh, this is important. He's like, man, I mean, I'm listening, but my wifey needs something, so I got to go. 
And so they basically, you know, turn around, get to Nicoya. But before, let me back up. Because when they get back to the penthouse, there's somebody waiting on them. So, but they know it's not Jacob's doing. So this has something to do with August. So we already know that although he's a billionaire, like legally, he also was in the drug game and, you know, doing illegal shit. So it is the son of the man that he does business with. And, you know, he's like, what the fuck are you doing rolling up on me like this while I'm out with my family? And the son is like, I meant no disrespect, but it's like, um, actually you did. You pulling up, you trying to scare me, like threaten me or whatever while I got my family is basically saying you want war with me. Now, what was that man's name? I think his name was Diamond. No P-Valley. Um, he was jealous of August because his dad was always like, you know, he held August in a high regard and once or twice told his son, you know, I wish that you were more like August or you could be more like August. So, of course, he hates that nigga. And, you know, they're, well, Puerto Rican, I believe. Or let me just say Hispanic because I forgot just that quick and I don't want to offend nobody. Um, and he's like, this motherfucker basically has the gall to feel like he's above me or feel like he's higher than me. So it's like, oh, no, we can't have that. So he really hates this nigga. But he tells August, you know, my daddy is dead. So although you thought you was getting out the game, you might as well bring your ass right on back and get comfortable because you're not going nowhere. My uncle is not the same as my dad. And I guess the uncle took over. So it's like either you can come back and work for quote unquote us because it's like you still not the boss. Or I can kill your whole family. And it's just like, basically, so what you want to do? So August is looking at him like, man, you but this is what happens when you get involved with the cartel. You might as well be ready to work for life. Ain't no getting in and getting out. That ain't how that shit works. And you learn, uh, I say you. Like, I learned that a long time ago. Even like watching documentaries, reading books. Even if we want to keep it fictional. Like going back to Wahida Clark's Thug series. Like you thought you was out. You thought you did your last job. But anytime they feel like coming to get your ass, guess what you're going to do? Do whatever the hell they tell you to do. Like they not, <laughs> they not no regular uh, street corner thugs. Like what the fuck? Anyway, anyway. So when he get inside the penthouse... Nicole was like, you know, I just need to stay here a couple days and then I'll be out y'all here. August like, no, because we not staying here and you not staying here either. Um, I can move you into another one of my properties. And at first, Nicole was like, no, because I don't want to go from being under one man's thumb to another. It's like, you know, I ain't got no money right now, but just give me a chance to get on my feet and then I'll be out your hair. August is like, you're about to be my mother-in-law like basically you know we already family so all that nonsense you're talking hang it up and so then when he explains to nicole b what is happening she wants to separate she tells that man um 
you know, I just got my daughter back and there is no, there's no guarantee that nothing will happen to you or happen to us while we're together. So let's separate. And so he's like, okay, you know, I'll get you a place where your mama is. Y'all will be close. And it's not going to be long before I get this handled and get this done. So she's like, okay, until it's over. That's it. But of course, while they're separated, <laughs> they're missing each other like crazy. And it was just a bunch of a hoopla, if I can say that. Because I'm like, I know I'm explaining it in detail, but it's just really a bunch of hoopla. Because it's the back and forth of, I miss you so much. I love you so much. You're my heart. You're my soul. I can't breathe without you, baby. Please, like, oh my God, my day is, like, my life is worthless without you in it. How can, how can I go on, please? Only for them to have sex, like, in between and, you know, still basically being a couple. And I get maybe it was the illusion to appear that they were broken up. So it's like she's even further removed from the narrative because Diamond did threaten her. So it's like, okay, maybe if they think that she's not my woman anymore it's not going to matter, but it's like, you're being watched, and the fact that y'all are not, I mean, they're separated, but they're not really separated, because he's watching her heavy, nigga got cameras, oh, I ain't even got there yet, I'm jumping ahead of myself, oh my god, um, so it's time for, like, a big party, like, a company party or whatever, right, and so, he has sent her these shoes, Telling her, oh, he got her a diamond what necklace and bracelet because she was trying on dresses with her friends. And, ooh, but I do want to interject. Pretty soon we will be getting Sam and uh, Gabe Jr.'s story. And I do want to read that because it's like, you really was the mistress for a long time. And now, you know, like you... uh I guess about the quote-unquote move on up. So I do want to read that, but I hope it's not like, it's not dragged out, because I, I, I don't want all that. Uh, but anywho, you know, like, she's at the dress shop trying on dresses with her friends when um, August's right-hand man, what's that man's name? Duran? I believe it's Duran. He shows up with the package of the shoes, the jewelry, and um, a note from August telling her everything's on him, so enjoy yourself and so of course she gets all dressed up assuming that he's gonna pick her up later but he's not the one that picks her up so she catches a ride with her mom because her mom also got dressed um and she's like you know why don't you ride with me so you're not sitting here waiting on august in case something happened and at first she was gonna say no but then she's like yeah i guess i should do that so that's what she does and so when she gets to the party like she can't find him nowhere it seems like he's always just out of reach to her and so but uh duran duran he walks up because he's been trying to talk to one of her friends right so he walks up 
and but old girl ain't giving him no play like she's ignoring him so he's like all right fuck it then i ain't finna be all on your back and you call yourself trying to play games but um nicobe stops him like is august here at all and deron points across the room like yeah he he right there so anyway they have this big blowout where he's like um you know what you write and this is over like it is what it is like we're not gonna be together and as soon as he says it then it's a problem she's like wait no i was ready to say that i i i'm gonna be all in with you like i i'm ready for this and let's be clear now because even if it wasn't this situation like if you decide you keep telling somebody i don't want to be with you i don't want to be with you i don't want to be with you and they like all right i'm tired of getting rejected you cannot then say like damn i was just about to tell you that i'm ready now it's like fuck you in your readiness like i've been trying and the fact that i don't want to try no more i can't be blamed for that and so you know she is upset and it's tearing him up on the inside because this is still i think a part of his plot to show the cartel that i broke up with her we're not even together so leave her alone basically and so she throws her engagement rings and he's like you know i hate you but anyway she moves out of the apartment that he had her in and she moves into a house like she bought her own house and her mom was like what about me and she's like you know nothing's changed you can still stay here but if you decide to move out like you know august didn't say he was putting you out like nothing about this has changed i am the one that is deciding to move you know for my own good it's just like basically he said it's over or i said it's over so it's done with so she goes to her house all her things are you know like she had a moving men to move her stuff in and she goes to try to pay them nigga a tip and they're like oh it's all taken care of and plus there's a note in your drawer and she's like what like what the fuck is going on but she goes to the drawer and august has either been there or he sent somebody there because there's a check for all the money she spent moving and like furniture and stuff like that and the deed to the house is there like with her name on it so her house is bought and paid for and all this stuff and she is very upset about this because she thought that she had done this on her own with no help from him no nothing i guess she didn't even tell him that she was moving so she called sam like how the fuck he know where i moved to like how how did he know this and sam unfortunately was the one that told him but she didn't do it like in a malicious way it was more so the yeah nigga you tried to shit on my friend but she moving on without you like fuck you she don't even need you she can do this shit like basically trying to stun on him while hyping her friend up but not knowing like you basically giving this nigga the information that he wants so although the intentions were good it's just like girl you let this nigga right to my fucking door as if with how obsessed august with is with her like he wouldn't have figured that out anyway because sam was like he cornered her at work because that's how it started like he cornered her at work asking you know 
how is Nicole be like, how she's doing, like, is she doing okay, like, whatever, whatever. And that turned into the nigga, my bitch is doing good. You'll never get the chance to shit on her again because she got her shit together. She done got her a house, like, fuck you. Like, on that type of tip. So it's just like, well, thank you. Girl, fuck you. <laughs> like, damn. And I think, like, she says something trying to be on his side, and she's like, you trying to cake for this nigga, and I really don't want to hear that right now. So she hangs up, uh, Nicole hangs up on her. And come to find out, she is pregnant. Nicole is pregnant with their baby during this time. And um, so they're still doing the back and forth of, I can't be with you, but we're going to have sex at almost, like, every opportunity or whatever. And she even, like, went to the clinic, like, where her doctor is, because it's time to find out the sex of the baby. Like, that's how far along she is. And when she gets there, the people tell her, oh, your appointment has been ca-. It's like, what? what? What do you mean? I'm here. I didn't, I didn't cancel anything. So one of the nurses take her outside and says, well... Um, Mr. Drake, Drake being August, makes like nice, nice size donations to the clinic or whatever. And when he asks for us to do something, when he makes a request, that request is met, which was canceling her appointment. But she hands her a note and is like, you know, here is the information to your new appointment. And if you leave right now, you can make it on time with time to spare. Now, if y'all knew this was the fucking case, why did nobody call her before she got there and leave her a voicemail or, you know, talk to her directly? Y'all let her travel there, get real close to the time of her appointment that she thought she had with y'all and then go ahead and tell her, you know, like, if you leave right now. So basically, bitch, don't ask me no questions. You ain't got time to rage and get an attitude with me because, you know, we basically canceled your appointment with no regards to you. Just leave now and make it to that appointment and everything will be all good. So, of course, when she gets there, it's a much better clinic. They got all these fancy-ass options and, you know, that rich people are afforded that regular people don't get because it's like when she does come in to have a baby, it's a suite and shit. There's, like... All the shit that was named in, like, I literally got an attitude because I know for a fact that rich people really live like this. Like, even if it's not exactly how it's stated in the book, I know those options are afforded to rich people that should be afforded to every mother who just had to go through uh, birth, delivering a child, but it's not. But I was just like, this is some bullshit. And this nigga walks in. And she's she's thinking like this is his first appointment. Like, you know, I'm glad you're here. And I uh basically like I'm not talking to you, but I'm not gonna take this moment away from you either since it's your first appointment. And like I said, this stalker ass nigga, he is obsessed with her. He's like, girl, I have been at every appointment, either right outside the door or in the next room listening through, or even like right outside the building, but I have been at every appointment. And it's just like you are never away from her so they're never gonna get the illusion that y'all are not together and so she's and every time they have a moment it's like are you still doing that and he's like you know i'm so close to being done and she's like well until you're done this can't be and 
she's walking around like moping with an attitude and just so upset. Now, Shakobi has been spending time with Ruby and Nikoya. So, and anytime she's at Ruby's house, you know, her and uh, Gabe Sr., she's close with everybody. He be giving her piggyback rides, which I'm like, nigga, how old are you? You should not be on the floor on your hands and knees with this girl on your back, throwing your back out like this. Um, so anyway, I said all that to say, like, one day while she, uh, Nicole is at her house, Ruby and Nicole are driving Nicole my God, all these names, off. And Ruby asks her, you know, like, you walking around moping as if you are not the one that pushed August away. And she's like, yeah, but I told him I was ready to be on. But before that, like, when he first told her about the situation, it was like, you know, it's not even going to be around. Like, I'm not going to be a part of it that long. And I just need to wrap this up and it'll be all good. You were the one who told him, well, I'm not going to be with you while you do that. So it's just like you were the one who caused this situation and now you're mad about the outcome when it's nobody's fault but your own. So what are we gonna do with that? Oh right I don't know why this just popped into my head, but I was thinking of Nicoya because um when Nicoya first left Jake like uh when they were all in August's penthouse, let's go back there. Um, no, not there. Anyway, it's a moment because <laughs> I'm getting like frustrated with myself. But anyway, it's a moment where Nicoya and Nicobe were talking, and Nicobe has always had the mindset like, I don't believe that you didn't know what was going on because when uh, Nicobe and Jacob were arguing. And she told him, like, you know, you thought you did something by getting me a lawyer and getting me a job when all I wanted you to do was get my daughter while I tried to figure out this situation. And Akoya was like, what? Where has my granddaughter been all this time? And Nicole told her, don't call her that. You have no right to call her that whatsoever. Don't act like you don't know what's going on. But when she finally got away from Jacob and they had that conversation, Nicobe was like, I don't believe that you never knew anything. And it's like, you stayed with that man all this time for what? Why did you never have a backbone? And Nicoya kind of got her together. It's like, you have so much animosity for me, which, you know, rightfully so. But in all your... uh determination to not be like me and you know basically judge me you ended up just like me you ended up with the man who sold drugs out of your house and neglected your daughter and she was like why was the dick just that good like were you blinded by love like basically holding the mirror up to her face and saying everything that you hate about me you turned out to be exactly like me and basically like uh what was the the carter i mean not the carter look her name is india carter the danger series that mama like i said like they are from 
the old school where it's like you get with these men and you stay with these men no matter what you stick by their side and you see it through and Nakoya told her like I loved your father I love your father like he's all I've ever known I've been a stay-at-home mom like all my life like this is all I know so why yes it is fucked up this is my life I didn't know anything else and so that's what made their relationship better and like she introduced her to Shakobi and all that whatever whatever so now back to quote-unquote now um Ruby asked her you know like so what you gonna do and there's nothing she could do because August was staying away at this point like even though the nigga had (laughs) bought all the houses on the block and moved all the people out but moved all of his I said this is some psychotic shit here he moved all his workers like with their wives or side chicks just to have people on the na- on the block to appear like people was living with her although they all worked for him so anyway he got cameras at her house that he could hear and one night he saw her like masturbating to a toy while screaming out his name and then another night she was saying a prayer like god i love him i love him so much i just want the situation to be over with so i can have my man back please bring my man back i just love him like basically you know calling out for him so during the night like while she was sleeping he would come in lay with her but he would always be gone by the morning like when she woke up so it got to the point where it was all said and done he ended up killing diamond because diamond was doing little shit to fuck with august and fuck with his uncle to basically make them go at war with each other to kill each other so he could finally i guess reign supreme but they figured it out and he was killed so in the end he went to uh nicole I was not going to call her Nicole. The Kobe's house, given very much um, thug matrimony, when uh, Kaylin called Rev Run and all his family members to their house and was like, We get married tonight. So they get married in the house and, you know, finally married. The baby comes. Um, like they finally get their happily ever after in the end but it was just like it was so not needed this book was, i was just like we we did not need this this actually could have been added on to the second book to make it a little bit more interesting you take out that uh homophobic shit with the ex-boyfriend in jail and him getting shanked and all that shit add this in and this would have made for a better part two of the story instead of the shit that we got for there to be a part three so i hope this is officially the end of their story and it ended like before all that gabe finally getting a divorce from his wife and that's how we're going to lead up into sam and gabe's story peace and blessings my beautiful people